This special episode was recorded September 28th, 2023 in El Paso, Texas, during the festival premiere of our new documentary, Blood, Sweat, and Beers, or how the Sloppy Boys made an album on a farm in West Texas. Hey, welcome to the Sloppy Boys Blowing. I'm a big head bopper. I'm sitting here live with Jeffy D. Howdy. And Timmy K. What is up? Now, how would you describe your location in the U.S. right now? The two of you, I want to hear I mean, it. I, I, I Southwest. If I need to describe our location in two words, I'd say El Paso. Yeah. We are within the city limits of El Paso. Love to be here. We're here for the beer. beer. <laughs> I love you guys. And I love that you take the cues so well. I told you, I'm reading on the sheet here. I knew that was going to come up with the both yet. Yeah. So tell me what's new. How are you doing? How are you feeling? Oh, boy. Uh, well, we're feeling good. We're in, in this moment. We're down in West Texas promoting a film. Down in the West Texas town of El Paso. Down in the West Texas town I came town here for a film festival. Right. I came for here for festival. a film festival. <laughs> We're here in El Paso for the El Paso Film Fest. We're doing uh, the Robert Olguin's <laughs> smear campaign. No, not a smear campaign. <laughs> We, uh, we're pr premiering uh, our movie tonight. Yes. Robert Olguin's movie. At the Plaza Theater. That's right. Well, well we, we shouldn't say every time because yeah. they can't make it. They can't. They don't care. But then we do a Q&A and then we go right across the street and we fucking rock the house. Unless, you're free, unless your best friend is named Doc Brown, you ain't getting back in time for this showing. We don't know that Doc and Marty were best friends. We know that they were I friends. I thought they were. Friends. You know, you know that early, that early, we probably talked about this, but that early script where... Uh, Doc and Marty were, they sold bootleg videotapes yeah. and yep. sold drugs too, maybe? Yeah, it was like weed and VHS tapes. <laughs> <laughs> that was like the early version of that script. Um, That's they, what I want Hollywood they to do. Like, lean into that. Like, I think that when they cleaned it up for Universal, it's not like they were lamenting it. It was more like on the heels of Fast Times at Ridgemont High, they were kind of told teen movies are supposed to have some raunch and, yeah. and razz and to them. You know what would be cool? What? You know, we got all these remakes coming back, the reboots. It'd oh. be fun if Hollywood did mm. early versions of script. Like, hey, you've seen. Uh, We're gonna shoot the movie of the early version of the script. Yeah, that's a good. The 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 wouldn't weed, that be fun? The pot selling yeah. Back to the Future. If you put that out now, yeah, put it on movie. I watch it. <laughs> I watch it. I'll tune in. Yeah. Uh, we don't have any microphones here. It? it feels kind of strange. We, 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 we got lav mics, but I feel like it's I like can, doing a stand-up set yeah. without a. You don't like the range of motion? I do. I could. Oh, I could be dark. doing it from here or from way over here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I wanted to mention something. You were talking about how oh, you know, Hollywood these days. Is I feel like this has been of, building up for a while. <laughs> yeah, Hollywood these days a lot of sequels and reboots and all that. God, mm -hmm. franchises. Mm -hmm. You know, this for the toys. Do you think that uh, Blood, Sweat, and Beers, or how the Sloppy Boys made an album in West Texas? Do you think that was going to be every year? We got another one and another one, and stick around for the post-credit scene and there's a hit right. to the other. Thing. Well, it used to be pretty good. Now it's like really campy and it's cool. Or remember how they had Dogtown and Z Boys, the doc? Yeah. And then they made the Hollywood version called just Dogtown or something yeah. like that. Ooh, maybe, Lord's of Dogtown. Maybe they make a new. They make like the movie version of Blood, Sweat, and we're gonna have to audition. So... We're gonna have to put ourselves on tape and send it in and say, "Hey, can I play Tim?" No, at best you can play Mike. <laughs> That'd be so funny if they got like, who are the hot young we actors? Got the Timothy Last Chalamet guy. and the guy from. Huh? We got uh, Last of Us. Uh, uh Pascal. Uh, Pascal. Pedro Ooh, Pascal. Yeah, yeah Pizza Fat Scal. <laughs> I like that, <laughs> and I like you guys. Chalamet could be you. 
Me, no. Yeah, DJ Qualls would play me, I think. <laughs> <laughs> you, yeah, because the studios want some big Hollywood actor, yeah. man. So DJ Qualls. has been in a movie before. He was in Road Trip 30 years ago. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Hold on. I wanted to bring up something. Ah, yes. The Chile Quiles I just ate. Yeah, you had a little skill. We just went to dinner. Mm, little breakfast and, time. And we really chowed down. And you had a little skillet of chili quiles with salsa verde and eggs. Couldn't finish it. I was saying when it came, it was this little skillet came down. I said, this isn't a lot of food, you know. And by the time I ate some of it, had my hash browns, had some uh, stuff off of other people's plates, which was my plan. So you helped me with my side. Helped you with a side, a pancake. Imagine a side of a short stack of pancakes. A I meal in its own right. I, yeah, with, with butter, with cinnamon, and then I had a part, some of Robert's chorizo pancake. Sure. Now, we should I say Robert, Robert didn't finish very much of his breakfast at all. Well, he's a guy on the move. We shouldn't let him eat lunch. That shit. He's not allowed to have lunch. He didn't finish his breakfast. <laughs> yeah, he's not part of the CPC, the Clean Play Club. Um, so, <laughs> this whole weekend, we're, we're, we're doing this fun festival weekend. The CPC. I, I <laughs> we need to raise awareness. <laughs> Man, I'm I do talk to the CPC. Uh, hey, this is my I'm raising money for the CPC. <laughs> you really uh, cleaned your plate. You and Mookie cleaned those plates. Yes. I eat too much, and then I get tired and sad. Too eat too much. Eat too much. You, that is a movie. You're... you're, you're you get tired of it. Like, I wouldn't call you a big eater. I would say that you overshoot your potential at every meal and then go, oh, yes. Oh. <laughs> a big eater would eat it all and say, hey, I'm fine. Take but it in stride. You're a medium eater who overeats three times a day. Yeah. Uh huh. Because <laughs> I got no willpower. Yeah. You don't have to. You look fantastic. Thanks. Now, we're here in our Airbnb, which is, I would say, one of the nicer places I've ever been. I know. Yeah. It's the, it's the, I don't know how much we can see on the cameras here. Plenty. Oh, if you're just I listening think, to I this, I think we're only just getting a tight shot on my face. <laughs> the money maker. Uh, it's beautiful here. We got a nice view of all the, the mountains here, the Mexican mountains in the back. What a, what a thrill to be in the desert and it's 100 degrees, but you're inside in the air conditioning with big open windows to look out and say, it's hot out there. That's like when Mitch says, like, I love East Coast summers. You're inside with the AC. <laughs> yeah. That means you don't like the East Coast. He's like, I love the winters. I'm outside. You're, it's you're hiding from it. <laughs> you like Cold. Uh, do you guys? Here it comes. This is no. This is a real question. Oh, this is gonna be great. Oh, too. Do you appreciate or even notice architecture and design? Yes. Yes. Now, Tim, you. Oh, that's all I need. To know. I, don't, I don't have the um, next question. Now, Tim, I, I don't. I, go I don't ahead. Have, go ahead. I just. I don't have the lexicon of the glossary of the terms to use. Of course. So look, no if, I, if I see a colonial, I'm going to call it out. If I see a craftsman, I'm going to call it out. If I see something that's mid-century modern, you know I've got to call it out. You if see, I see something that's Art Deco, I'm going to call it out. See, I don't know that stuff. That's the mm -hmm. end of it. Well, but that, I know those terms. I can say, if you're talking to architects, you say, oh, the, the, the way the facade just hangs. Mm. And then yeah. back away, mm -hmm. back away. I look away. at the houses, this is quite naturalistic. So this yes. one reminds me of a, of a brutalism. Yeah. Ooh. Well, you know the way that uh, Frank Lloyd Wright was always trying to incorporate nature into his work? Uh, 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 where's the bathroom? Right. Oh, the but bathroom. I, I guess my, yeah, no, that's good to know. I, I uh, like architecture. When I walk around, I look at it and see why things were, and I don't know much about it, but I think you know crown molding. I do know crown that's molding. My, and I know molding dark when it comes to Wait, I don't know uh, that I know molding. crown molding. I got some nice crown molding. Is it like along the corner of the, yeah, where the ceiling, where ceiling meets wall? Yeah, we don't have traditional corners right here, so you don't have any, but where ceiling meets wall, they don't have the molding hides here, all. Do we have any pop corners? Popcorners? Yeah, they're chips made of popcorn. You get them on dead blue flights. <laughs> I've had those before. Hey, they don't do the blue, terra blue potato chips anymore, do they? I know, those are good. You can buy them in the store, though. 
But I don't want to. But I'm not in You're the store. Free. I'm, in the I'm a true blue member. I don't take all these flights for nothing. <laughs> I like to go to the market. <laughs> Did you guys ever been to the marketplace? The the JetBlue marketplace? No. Uh, like, you know, they give you the uh, chips or whatever you want. But then throughout the flight, oh. when you go up to the bathrooms, right across from the bathroom <laughs> yeah, door, yeah, yeah. there's like a little refrigerator of the snacks. You just take stuff. It's called the JetBlue marketplace. Isn't it funny sometimes you go on a plane and you're like, all right, this is a normal plane. It's got three seats on one side of the aisle and three sides, seats on the other. And then even if it's not international, sometimes you step on a plane, it's like, okay, wow, we've got two seats on each side and then four in the middle. Uh, yeah, big boy. Big and boys. like what you're saying with the, the bathrooms, like sometimes there's like two bathrooms in the middle of the plane. Sometimes it's just one. Well, I had some great free freef the other day. Coming back, I, I went you don't to, have to say free free, is free, free, my is boy. free food. You don't right. have to say free free. So it's like chai tea. You don't say chai tea. Anyway, I go to oh. Albuquerque on my way back. The lady's coming around with the drinks, and I said, uh, whiskey coke. And uh, I gave her my card, and she said, I don't have the thing, the mm. reader. I'll, I'll get you when, That's I, a when, YP. I, when I come back. She never came back. Free drink. Hey. Damn. I got her some free drinks recently, too. When, when we were coming back from the Hopscotch Music Festival, the guy, I, I ordered a drink, and he was like, do you want a double? I was like, yeah. And he was like, I'll only <laughs> yeah. charge you for one. And then the second time, I got a drink, he was like, you want a double? I was like, yeah, you didn't charge me at all. Here's, I knew that I had a, uh, a, a recent thought about planes, and I wrote it in my phone, mm -hmm. and then I, want, I brought it up on my notes. Why don't I make the out of the black I haven't read it yet. I'm going to cold read it. Let's decide together if it's oh, any boy. good. Um, ah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to do a joke about how if you, if you are on a flight and you don't put your phone in airplane mode that it'll crash they'll you know, crash the plane or something but like what's did they stopped even asking that anymore right airplane i mode? think they say they say it like once but no one ever chat like after they say a uh, uh, flight attendant says it i'll still be on my phone like finishing a text yeah. or something and no one's that says and it. i'll be like sometimes you're like 200 feet off the ground and you're still you're still yeah, yeah. tweeting other times you're landing and you're, you're like i haven't looked at my phone in hours and i'm just start getting the and you go Hoo -hoo. hey no i can't hang out i'm at the i'm just about to land at the airport at the airport i'm on the outside of the airport <laughs> you don't want to mention the other plane. I look, I'm outside the airport and a little above it. <laughs> Let's just say I was recently 30,000 feet above the ground for the last two hours. Okay. Let's, let's I'm outside no right now. I'm outside the airport. Yeah. Blood, sweat, and beers is the reason for the season down here in El Paso. Mm -hmm. How are you yeah. guys liking the festival so far? I'm oh, good. We did a big old step and repeat. <laughs> Hi. 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 Yeah, I've never been to a like a a film festival. Well, now you're the toast of the town. I you're the, the toast, toast of the this. film world. I'm the toast of the town. Wouldn't that be yeah. great if you walked into Hollywood or New York or Miami or Chicago and said, "Hey, you're the toast of the town today." Hey, amazing. How would you do? That's a lot of pressure. Um, you know, it's kind of fun. I was thinking last night we were at one of these opening parties. We went to the like festival opening party, then went to a screening, then an after party for that screening. Is, I haven't been doing a lot of networking recently. It's kind of funny when you stand there and there's a stranger and he's like, hey, how are you doing, Tim Calpagas? <laughs> right, right, right. I'm a filmmaker out of El Paso. <laughs> but, uh, we You're had... the filmmaker? I'm in a film. <laughs> <laughs> you know when you're talking to someone, I rarely initiate, but when you're talking to someone and the only reason is that we're here to talk to people, you know, and you, so you, it's like, yeah. I'm, I've never been to a singles mixer, but it kind of feels like it'd be a singles mixer where you just walk up to say, someone and you're like, like what's your Hello. name? What's your name? What do you do? And that's all we're here to do. Yeah, here's all my facts. Now you say yours. Let's see if any of them align. Mm -hmm. Anytime anyone uh, tried to talk to me yesterday at the opening party because there was tacos there, 
uh, I gave him I gave him the old Homer Simpson can't talk eating. Yes. Merge. Yep. What's mm -hmm. my fucking shirt? Um, <laughs> my from from the one where Homer doesn't have his shirt. I can't find his shirt all episode. Where is this fucking thing? I see Bart's shirt. His red shirt. I see Lisa's yellow orange dress. Or Bart's blue shirt from early on. That's right. I love when Homer <laughs> shaves and then his whole face is yellow for a second and then it yeah, goes it back like... in and he gets to get that whole thing. You're like, oh, so the whole time we were looking at stubble. I yeah, didn't know yeah, that yeah. that's what that was. Yeah. That's a good point. He's an odd little dude. Yeah. Did they ever say how tall those guys are? Uh, I think they're all 5'9". <laughs> all of them? Yeah. Homer's 36 years old, right? Yeah. And James Gandolfini was 36 when he shot The Sopranos pilot. So that's Did like it? the golden age. Did anyone ever find my prescriptions? Oh. You see, we're coming live here. I hope we can edit some of this. I'm, I'm trying to find some stuff to talk about well, with you two. You guys we, are we, uh, I have something great to talk about. Say well, what do you got? You guys are closed you books You said over. something about can't talk eating. And yeah. We're talking about... Yeah, Mary. Well, being at a, a, a meeting, meeting and eating mm -hmm. on the topic, mm -hmm. <laughs> meeting and eating was my friend way back in junior high. My friend was in New York City and he's walking and he saw Jerry Lewis. I'm walking here. Uh, you know, uh, old comedian and famous jerk. Mm -hmm. um, and my friend goes up to Jerry Lewis and says, oh, wow, Jerry Lewis. And Jerry Lewis is eating a hot dog. And he goes, and, and uh, my friend waits and he Jerry Lewis finishes the hot dog, walks away. <laughs> That's yeah, funny, though. I really like that story, and I tell that story to people and say it's you. Because well, it's too much to go, my friend's my friend. My friend's friend. I, I can think of you such a story. Say, do you know Tim Kalpakis? Well, he went to junior high with Nate Robbins. <laughs> oh, yeah. You, you tell me the uh, Jerry Lewis story? It's a great one. Oh, you've heard it? You haven't tell yeah, it. Yeah, tell it again. Story. I want to hear a live version. The way I tell it, though, it's, and I thought this was it, Jerry Lewis eats the hot dog. Then holds up his finger and says, "Hold on one second. And then rise, or he's eating hot dog. Right as he finishes that one, he starts eating another one. That's better. But I think that's the way you told it the first time. Uh, well, I'm kind of tell a raccoon tour. Every time I tell a story of bringing to life, uh, you know, it's the, the, the factual details are not the case, but the way I tell it. Um, in yeah. the room when I'm holding court. Oh. <laughs> Oh, oh, you can make up any booth. I got Dino on one side and Sammy on the other. <laughs> you can make up any, any story about a celebrity. Dino's going to tell me Frank Sammy Hagar. Might as well jump. Hey, we we saw a movie in the theater yesterday. That's right. The it first was one called we see the... Deadland. Dead yes, and it that was when we sat down and the lights went down. It was the first time I realized our film's going to be playing in this very same Tonight. room tomorrow. Yes, okay. And it, and it it just occurred to me that's the reason for this whole thing because when you, you go on a trip, you're like, Robert's picking us up, we're going to the Airbnb, we're yeah. getting lunch here, and then we're going to see this movie. But then you realize the reason for the season is for it's the first the for the first time we're going to have live feedback yeah. on this thing that we've seen a couple times. It could be dead. But we silent. got we got slop heads coming out, and we got a bunch of new eyes who probably yeah. don't even know what a sloppy boy is. It's, I mean, the, the only people who've seen it. In my circle is my family, and yeah, like, my they love it. They hated it. <laughs> um, they hate me, but they like the movie. That happens to me a lot. It's very easy to, like, in the context of a week like this, there's a lot of things to do, and lost in the shuffle sometimes is the re the reason the for the core whole of it, thing. the nucleus. I used to have that with acting, like when we were shooting Birthday Boys, or even more so, like when I've done teeny acting roles on like 
son of Zorn or Brooklyn Nine-Nine or something. Yeah. It's such a whole thing of like, oh, my call time and my wardrobe. I go through wardrobe and they want me to wear this. And then, oh, my God, I got to go to the makeup chair and the hair. And then the lab guy laved me up. And then I act. And then like, the lab guy yeah, laves yeah, right, me right, and they right. take my makeup off. Yeah. And then, like, I'm driving over like, was I funny? Yeah, like, <laughs> like, yeah, like that nine-minute window in the middle there when yeah, I was, was acting. How was, was that? Like, was that any good? Well, it's yep. like when you hear we hear about, like, big celebrities, like, staying in their trailer too long or whatever. Some of, the, some of that is, like, vanity. But someone's like... I am going to be the person on the screen, uh, so let me get into exactly what I need to do. Yeah. But for, you know, your part on Son of Zorn, that would be weird if you were like, I gotta really... <laughs> <laughs> I, I, the, I don't think I had a line, and my role was that I get hit in the face with lettuce, and it was, it was going... Fup, fup. That's Zorn great. was chopping up a salad, and the lettuce That's was hitting me in the face. That's already funny. You don't have yeah. to worry about making that funny. I know. I, thought, I think it was good in it, so were maybe... You, were you credited as, like, lettuce guy, or did you have a name, or...? Um, I think I think it was Lettuce or customer. I was at a restaurant, but I had a full. I had a nice trailer, a, a full star wagon, not one of those narrow wow. things, and uh, spent a whole day on set. And you really feel like movie star, but then you have four minutes to get hit in the face with lettuce, and then you go, "Thanks, Bill Benz. See you later, <laughs> Dan Lippert. I'm Hi. keeping the lettuce." <laughs> yeah. That's and that's one of my biggest roles because that's a network. Other than playing Micah on Brooklyn Nine Nine, you still see right. residuals on that. <laughs> Uh, I am still seeing residuals on that. Nice. Nice. Zorn? Zorn's leaving Hulu, I heard. You banking that? Last hey, folks, it's your last chance to see uh, Lettuce Customer on Hulu, so <laughs> make sure you watch that. Hey, that's good. I learned that that's from Jack, Jack Nicholson. Have... And Man, I, don't, I don't have any good background. Uh, you know, like you were on Monk. I mean, uh, right. not to say what you were doing was background. You no, were I was kind of featured. Uh, he was in the Star, Star. Wagon. Hmm. Yeah, <laughs> they gave Star Wagons all the extras. That they gave thing. me a honey wagon. It, it definitely felt like some one of the stars had wrapped for the season and there was an extra Star Wagon. I don't think a lettuce customer typically gets a Star Wagon. But, you know, that, I also, I'm sure that that day I ate like a huge breakfast sandwich and then picked it crafty all day and then ate a giant buffet lunch. And a lot of times <laughs> for me, that can be the focus Sure. Of, of the day on a trip like this, holy shit! Last night we ate after eating free tacos at a festival event. We we went to the tiki room, had a poo poo platter. Today we woke. You had your uh, chilaquiles. I had chorizo and eggs, and you had. Oh, I don't know. It was like an open face Benedict type thing. It's so easy for that to be the focus of the trip for me and forget about the movie. Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm on a chorizo trip. <laughs> that's, uh, well, that's concerning. <laughs> that, it wouldn't be a bad movie, though, chorizo trip. It is cool. Yeah, put that in the. Uh, well, the they did road the... trip and Euro trip. I mean, probably chorizo trip is next. Yeah. The trip, the journey of a piece of chorizo is interesting as well because think about this. You get all this meat, Yeah. you grind it up, you spice it, mm. you put it in a natural casing. Uh -huh. Wait, right? chorizo is pork? Spicy pork, right? I, I would assume it's pork. Maybe there's like beef chorizo, sausage, but right? I think it's pork. Yeah, it's a very spiced red sausage. Yeah. Spanish, and, and then, but then it's like when you, when it's time to serve it in like Mexican food, case you, comes you off. take it back out of the case. So the case was just sort of like a temporary. It was a formality. It was just a formality. It was just some packaging, I guess. It was the packaging. <laughs> like, if you ship someone chorizo, you don't have to put it in an envelope or anything. Put the stamp right on the case and put it in your mailbox. Isn't there, there's like a, yeah, there's there like a funny Instagram where they were seeing, like, what can get mailed if you just put a stamp on it. Oh, I've been mailed yeah. a coconut before. Just a coconut with a stamp. There was an Great. artist, uh, I have no idea when, but I, in a college art Picasso. class, I learned about a guy who, like, mailed, like, a chair to himself and, like, yeah. just tried to see what he could get through. I, I, it was an Eames chair. <laughs> 
<laughs> He's like, and, and the topic on this is I'm going to mail it to myself. The uh, one time I tried to mail just a piece of paper, I put address, return address, and a stamp on it and put it in the mail, and it never just went like anywhere. A piece of inkjet paper? Mm hmm. I bet it got like smushed into something and just. They probably looked at it and they said, well, they got the form, but no content. Ooh. Um, Ooh. Did I ever tell on the pod my um, mail story from high school where I mailed my teacher a book report? You, you, I know this story. I don't know if it's on the pod. Maybe I've told it to you in confidence off the record. <laughs> yeah. mm. well, I was waiting for you to tell it. I'll tell it again right now, and uh, if anyone wants to laugh, they can. If you've already heard it, you don't have to laugh. Have you, have you heard before set your audio to double time? So you can just hear it again, but you can get through it quicker? Yeah. It's uh, uh, the summer between 11th and 12th grade. Uh, I'm assigned yeah. summer reading. That's no fun. But then also summer book report by Mrs. Paisley. A great teacher, wonderful woman, but, you know, that's a little you bit. I don't like your shirt right now, Paisley. Yeah. That's true. This, this is, is a tributary. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, she goes, uh, she gives us a summer assignment, and I don't read the book, right? And I'm like, oh, and I don't want to write this book. So uh, I, I print out off the internet the old-fashioned internet, mm. some like a synopsis, not Cliff's Notes, but one of those websites that has like like LitWit or whatever. And I was like- Spark a, Notes? The Spark Notes. Ooh. I print out the Spark Notes, uh, and then I have, and I'm reading it, and I'm like, okay, maybe I'll write the book report based on the, the, these notes. And then I'm like, I'm running out of time. I'm not gonna write this book report at all. Here's the plan that I cook up. <laughs> I say, I'm going to, arrive the first day of school having not written a book report, but I'm gonna you know, tell my teacher, like there was a mail mix up. I must've had your address wrong. I tried to mail it to you, but it came back to me. So this that was the whole mix up. So I take a, an envelope and I write, Mrs. Paisley, 123 Sycamore Street, Rhinebeck, New York. I made up 123 Sycamore Street. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to mail this to her. It's going to bounce back to me, and this will be my alibi. But I'm like, I don't think I'm going to mail an empty envelope, so let me put some paper in here. So the paper I reach for is the Spark Notes. Fold them up. Don't even realize that's what I'm grabbing. Fold them up, put them in the envelope, mail it to a fake address that says Mrs. Paisley in Rhinebeck, New York. It doesn't bounce back. Yep. A, a month passes. Oof. It's time for me to go into my first day of uh, oh boy. senior year. I go to Mrs. Paisley's literature class, and she's handing back the book reports, and I get the Spark Notes, and on top, C plus. <laughs> what? Oh, she graded the Spark Notes. She how did goes, it get to her? Oh, maybe just a small town. I think like, I know Mrs. Paisley. Was like it's Mrs. Paisley. Holy you know, like, shit! Shirt. That's wild. I thought you were gonna get like. I thought you'd incriminated yourself for like serious plagiarism. I, or I, well, I was sweating bullets and like walking into school that day, being like, "What the what the hell happened?" And uh, yeah, I was happy with a C plus. So I was like, "This is great." Who was it that we we heard this story? Or maybe it was one of you guys sent. A, a report in in college, like emailed it to the professor, but just did like, you know, sometimes in the old days of like, a text wouldn't show up, it would just show up as squares. Oh yeah. And somebody did like wrote a whole email like that and sent it to them because they didn't do the report. And then, uh, that's he, good. And they were like, oh yeah, I guess it didn't come through. Well, I, it's not on my computer anymore, so it's gone. <laughs> I had one of those where for Bishop Girton High School in my religion class, we had to write a two page essay, two yeah. page minimum. And um, I'm sort of, uh, you know, I'm sparse with words. I was, I was keeping it pretty tight. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't stretch to hit the two pages. So what I did was I just, like, wrote the first page and then just, like, trailed off, put a staple on it, 
handed it in, got an A. Wow. He's like, I, yeah. he's like, I missed your second page, but like you were getting it. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I missed your second page. <laughs> pretty smart. That's, That's pretty amazing. good. Mm -hmm. uh, when you were saying Spark Notes before, I remember in high school having like a test coming up about whatever book we were reading. And the teacher's like, all right, we've got this uh, test this week uh, from the first, you know, five chapters. And don't just read the Spark Notes because it's going to be more involved in that. And I remember in my head being like, yeah, right. I'm just, what else could be? The Spark Notes covers it all. <laughs> <laughs> what else would there be? And I'm sure I didn't do well on that test. It's, it's a fundamental, like, and I even remember reading Cliff's Notes or Spark Notes and skipping over the analysis, just reading the plot of a book and being like, what a fundamental misunderstanding of <laughs> literature or fiction sure. that I'm like, like Tom Sawyer did this, then Tom Sawyer did that. I'm out. You know, it doesn't. Like, but then, how are you going to know that red means passion? You know, stuff like that. Ooh, yeah, I still talking about the uh, uh, Scarlet Letter. That's right, Hawthorne. Nathaniel. Nathaniel, Nathaniel Hawthorne. Hawthorne, to be quite precise. <laughs> <laughs> he walks in. Nathaniel Hawthorne. To be quite I had to put precise. a fine point on it. Nathaniel Hawthorne. <laughs> this Airbnb has a wormhole. <laughs> Well, should we tell? Let's talk maybe about the um, fest. The fest. The fest. Well, what you were saying about I, I'm excited tonight, Jeff, to watch it with a group because we haven't seen. You know, when we used to do the the sloppy uh, the birthday boys uh, live show, we would have videos every month. Right. And watching those with an audience was fun to hear laughs. Yeah. But I yeah. haven't been in that situation in a long time. Like I'll yeah. put stuff out online, but I don't. You don't hear, the laughs. don't hear the laughs. And we also, when we had the birthday boys show on IFC. We would always, every Friday that it was airing, we met up at Public House in Los Feliz with a bunch of friends. Yes. And we would hang out in the back room and we would get drunk and we would watch Comedy Bang Bang and the Birthday Boys and get that moment of like, hey, it's funny, we did, we, we did it. And it's all alive, it's out there. Yeah. But, but in this digital age, hmm. people can become so isolated. Yeah. Yeah. Comedians can have have it worst of all with isolation. We do have it. They create, the, they create the laughs, but they don't get to hear them. We're <laughs> clowns on the outside, but inside, yeah, we're non clowns. We're crying. We're screaming mm. for some attention. Oh. Non clowns. Yeah. What? Yeah. Inside, we're non clowns. <laughs> N A A N. <laughs> oh, friend, the like, us, us being clowns. We, you know, yesterday at the opening party and stuff, we were dressed in our kind of loud pattern shirts and stuff. And everyone knew the Sloppy Boys. Well, because everybody else so wears all black around here. Yeah, everyone, everyone. Uh, Everybody's the, Johnny Cash around the, all, here. All, the, all the, the staff is all in the same El Paso black t-shirt. I think also it makes us more, anytime we're all doing a thing, like when we went to uh, Madison Square Garden to see fish and we were all wearing the same red Budweiser oh, shirt. We should have brought yeah. those shirts. We should have brought those shirts. Um, people were like, Sloppy Boys, Sloppy Boys, Sloppy Boys. So it's like, oh, if we, if we chose to always dress in uniform, we would feel like celebrities. <laughs> <laughs> what did he say? And always hang out in the three of us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's funny when we do go, like uh, when we did the big sandwich hunt a couple episodes ago. Remember? Yeah. We walked around looking for sandwiches. Yeah, but just the three Blazing of us in, in loud shirts. You hear, Sloppy Boys. Yeah. It's not often you see the cast of a thing. Yeah. All hanging together. out with just them. Right. It was like when we were walking to see the Minions movie yeah. and somebody went up to like just one of us and was like, hey, I like Sloppy Boys. And we we're like, hey, it's all of us. And he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. You guys are losers. Hey. <laughs> no. Why? Because we're seeing the Minions or because we're all together? <laughs> uh, you just look bad. <laughs> you dress like shit. Oh, okay. Uh, you smell like shit. <laughs> oh, that was an uh, interesting concern of ours. Is we did some morning radio this morning, mm -hmm. um, pl plugging our that event tonight. Cool. 
And we were a little concerned coming in that, Mike, you were wondering if they had smellow audio smell audio, audio. Yeah. not smell vision i wasn't planning on it and i didn't shower because we this hadn't morning. showered and we were hoping that they didn't have smellow audio yes which i think is t taking the nation by storm right it's it's radio where you can smell the people but you still can't see them they're working <laughs> on the visual element like the technicians <laughs> that work on tv and the internet have yeah. cracked visuals but the radio technicians still haven't figured out. Well, you that can out. have two. Like right now, we've got video on this and audio. And no smell. No smell. But you can do audio <laughs> it's, and It's smell. a two cents max. Yeah. yeah. But you're lucky they don't have it here in El Paso. Smell audio. Yeah. Um, for our, for everyone's I, sake, really. Think of smell vision I think of like there's like an old newsreel introducing smell vision What is that? 50s, probably? And the. There was like a card that you like smell along with, and you're watching a movie. And and I remember watching this newsreel <laughs> where someone's watching a movie, and there's a skunk on the screen, and this man like in a suit like holds up a thing. Ooh. <laughs> like, is that good? Watching a movie to smell a skunk is like so bad. It wouldn't smell good. It would smell bad. Yeah. Well, remember we went to Hobbs and Shaw in 4XD or whatever that is, where the yeah. seat moves yeah, and they yeah, blast yeah. air on you. We at one point they're running through a field, and you feel some like grass on your calves of your oh, yeah. legs. And uh, afterwards, we looked, after the movie, when the lights were on, we looked down. It was like just two little pieces of like frayed plastic. But oh yeah, it's like little, little feathery type things. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, during the like, there was like a storm at the end of uh, Hobbs and Shaw yeah. or something like that. And uh, to amplify it, they had little strobe lights go yeah. like. But then you look up, and it would the strobe lights would just be like revealing the black ceiling and scaffolding and stuff. It like really demystified the whole thing. I remember in Hobbs and Shaw, there's all these gunshots and shaking your seat. Whoa, wow! And then at one point, a quiet scene in the movie. There hadn't been anything in a while, and somebody got a text, and then my seat went. I see. Maybe this is. I can't remember we joked about this. I feel like I'm Shaw. I can't remember we joked about this, but is there also a part where like? Someone puts a glass down on a table and you get a little like yeah. jolt. <laughs> Ooh, somebody's having fun with it. Well, should we? Um, what? I'd say bring on our first well, let's guest. Let's take a break. Let's take a break, and when we come back, we'll bring on our first we guest. We gotta take breaks on the blowout, but yes, <laughs> we could. Let's take a break. Let's take Folks, a break. We're taking a break. And we're back. Hey, that's my line. Tim, try it. I'd love to see you try it. Well, we're back here on The Blowout. I'm the big Tim Bopper. We're going to bring out a guest. Damn. Who, that's pretty good. Who's in our film, <laughs> who has accompanied us on a trip. This is a kind of, if you listen to our podcast, you've heard of Lil Mookie B a lot. He comes up a lot. he's been on before. He's never been on. And, well, he's uh, been on. He's, oh, he's uh, always on. He's yeah. always on. We gave him a heads up to be very on here today. <laughs> he but said this he is would. a close, long-time friend of ours who we always kind of uh, talk about. He came to the Minions with us that time. Exactly. Right. I would say a lot of our anecdotes, you hear anecdotes. <laughs> you, sometimes you watch an Instagram video, you say, who's holding the camera? Sometimes you hear us complaining about our hangovers. Who was out with them that night? This guy is, he's in the background. He does, he, who was cajoling them into over-consuming that? Exactly. <laughs> who, was, who was enabling their darker urges? Mm. Who uh, was the guy who said right when he sits down on the couch, he's going to say the funniest thing we've all ever heard? I look forward to that because I could use a laugh to lift me up. I've been I having know, a hard it's blowout. Stressful. I've been having a depressing blowout. God, we need him now more than ever. Please welcome Lil Mookie B. Mookie Blakelock. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you Thanks. so much. What is up? Great to see you. <laughs> Thanks. Howdy. 
Okay, good. We told him to do a funny entrance and he's doing he's it. He's doing it. Hey, I knew the he guy would. can deliver. Yeah, sitting there next to your boy. Oh, it's funny you guys it. were just talking about me and I think you could probably say, and this can go in the lexicon of the Sloppy Boys, but I think I'm kind of the Forrest Gump of Sloppy Boys. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I was there for all you the major there. events. You know well, what one I mean? time we put our money face in a t-shirt and it looked like a smiley face and you <laughs> sold t-shirts. Yeah, yeah. I thought you were going to say I'm the fourth Sloppy Boy, but you Forrest Gump. <laughs> no, I would never say that. I wouldn't want to. You know I wouldn't Forrest want that. Gump? You know those big running scenes where he's running across the country back mm -hmm. and forth? The wide shots are Tom Hanks's brother running. As the, as the double? As the double. But he's not a twin. He's not a twin, but he's uh, he's like a runner in real life. And apparently you can tell like when Tom Hanks is running, he's just kind of jogging like a regular person. Tom Hanks' in, brother also does um, all the off-brand like straight-to-DVD Woody uh, voice. Are you serious? There's an cool. interview with Tom Hanks where he talks about his brother when they do like, uh, you know, like Woody's in a McDonald's commercial or something, yeah. that's yeah, his yeah. brother doing it. Oh, and wow. that's why sometimes you hear is like, there's a snake in my brother's boot. <laughs> oh, sorry, let's take oh, that again. Oh, there's right a brother in my uh, snake. Can I get one more? Oh. You know, Orange County, Colin Hanks is running around. It's Chet Hanks. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah and right here, um, uh, Colin Hanks rap, I'm always like, I think that might be mm -hmm. uh, Chet. <laughs> and also in uh, uh, Orange County, Jack Black is being really funny. Mm -hmm. A lot of the shots is Jack White. <laughs> how how great that Jack Black and Jack White came out at the same time, but they never did anything. No collabs. Either. Didn't really. And, and you, they I played know. to a similar fan base at the exact same time. Yes. Both kind probably of cool, fans cool of each other. Indie, they must of, be. of course. They probably got something cooking up right now that's going to be truly epic. I bet. Truly, like Jack, if you look at Jack Black, you probably think that guy loves Jack White, probably. Yes. And Jack White, we know, is a comedy fan. Mm -hmm. Probably a big fan. He was on Portlandia. What the fuck? They've definitely hung out. Yeah. They've been in the same room together, yep. I bet. Okay, speaking of names, Jack Black, Jack White, right? Yeah. Mookie. Yeah. I've stood next to you when you meet people, and you have the mm. same interaction all the time. It's probably in the mind of a lot of viewers and listeners right now. People meet you and they say, ha, Mookie, like Mookie Blaylock. And then mm. you have to say, actually, what? yes. Yeah, or a lot, I get a lot Actually, of yes. like Mookie Bets now. Is we heard that That's what I was going to say. It's become, slowly become yes. Mookie Bets, which is funny because it's another athlete. Yes, and Mookie Wilson is the other famous Mookie, so they're all athletes. They're all athletes. Like Who's Mookie Wilson? Also, the, the, also baseball player? Mookie Wilson was the guy who hit the ball between Bill Buckner's legs. Did you ah, know that? Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, did you really know that? I, it rings a bell, but yeah. Mets. No, 89. 89? Hmm. Not Let's say this. Um, but your last name is Blake Lock. Yes. So the reason for your nickname is because of its similarity to Mookie Blake. Yes. When I was 10 years old, I've told this story maybe a million times in my life. Yeah, but this is for the people. I'm not saying I'm I'm not I don't enjoy doing it now, but let this be the final one. I just told one. my fucking Jerry Lewis story. Mookie, I, and also, if you're telling <laughs> stories after this one, you have to tell the funniest story I've ever heard. I think I know what you're talking which about. Which I also um, tell people about. When I was 10 years old, my Little League coach started calling me Mookie because that's when Mookie Blaylock, the basketball player who played for mostly the Atlanta Hawks, but I think he played for the Denver Nuggets and maybe another team or two. I thought he was a baseball player, Katra. Nope, he's a basketball player. And this was like, well, I would have been 10 in 1993 or four. So my Little League coach started calling me Mookie, like Mookie Blaylock. My last name is Blakelock with a K in the middle, mm -hmm. hard K. And your first name is Michael. And my first name's Michael. 
People used to call me Mikey when I was a little kid, pre ten. Yeah. So, uh, and you can see the le- the leap from Mikey yes. to Mookie. Yes. So Great. they so he started calling me Mookie, and then everybody on my little league team started calling me Mookie, and then everybody started calling me Mookie. My family calls me Mookie. I went to college. I could have switched back to Mike yeah. or Michael, but I did Mookie. I moved to LA. I could have switched back, but I Mookie. I so I'm just good. It's a good I'm Mookie till I die. It it suits you. When did you stop introducing yourself as Mike or Michael? Like when I was 10, 10 years old. Gotcha. Well. So we met you back at UCB in LA and our sketch group, the birthday boys did a show with your sketch group, a kiss from daddy. Mm -hmm. And you had Michael Cassidy. Yep. Michael Blakelock. We had Michael Hanford, Michael Mitchell. Mike Cassidy. Yeah, I said that. Oh, did you? (laughs) Oh, I could wring your little neck. First one he mentioned. And then a lot of those mics came together in the uh, Herald team. Yeah. Arts and Athletics. We we don't need more mics. So, Mookie. Agreed. Casserole. Handman. We don't need mics. Mitch. 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 That's the one. You know where Mookie Blakelock, the basketball player, is currently? No. Prison. For, for vehicular manslaughter. Oh, no. Oh, really? Yep. He was, like, on drugs and crashed his car and killed two oh, people. Oh, wow. Jeez. So, looks like I took the number one spot. No Mookie Betts. Well, of Mookie Blaylocks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> what you just described? Uh, what about that hard K you were talking yeah. about? Yeah, Blaylox. Uh, <laughs> they're close enough you can put them in the same category, I think. Now, Let's Mookie, ask you this. Go ahead, Tim. No, no, you're the I'm going to put this guy back in the hot seat. Yeah, I like that. You ready? We, yeah, do we, do we, let's do hot ones. Can you tell, I mean, your funniest story of all time about you? <laughs> about I the, laugh at, I th- the I'll, karate story? Mm-hmm, okay. I'll be sitting just by myself <laughs> yeah. and see a picture of you or see on Instagram. And so, this is another one that I've told other oh. uh, people as well. Probably when I was around, I don't know, I would say like 10 years old, give or take. So it could be 93, 94, around the time your coach yeah. nicknamed This is a big team. year for you, 10 years. And I want to say, I maybe did this three times ever. Sure, but, but that's enough. Three's um, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so I grew up in Massachusetts and we would get like, you know, big summer rainstorms and when it would rain really hard. This is the era of Ninja Turtles. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, and I was a little fat kid and every time it would rain really hard, I would, that we had a little side porch for our side door for our house that was like at the top of our driveway, <laughs> seeing down to the street. <laughs> Visible from the street is the key. This is important. Yeah, that's, well, I'll, I'll explain that in a moment. It would pour rain, and I would, in like a fat kid, like t-shirt and gym shorts and bare feet, go outside in the pouring rain on my porch, and I would, <laughs> I would practice karate moves. Now, we do have a visual element of this, so it was very basic, like, Oh, my mic fell down. It was very basic, like, yeah, punch, <laughs> kick, <laughs> stuff like that. Had you taken karate lessons at all? Not one. Okay. <laughs> okay. But my fantasy was, I was out there in the pouring rain, and the fantasy was people on the street would drive by, see me at the top of the driveway at the porch, and go, that kid is so dedicated to his karate that he does it even when it's in the pour, even when it's pouring rain. Out. Wow! Even wow. when it's pouring rain, even never, only never, in the pouring rain. I've never seen, seen him I never did it when it was sunny. It's not like he's out there every single day. But even even when it's raining, it's just that. And I mean, this you is live in the Seattle, main road. You would have been a yes. black belt. Yeah, yeah. This is the main road of my town, where like a car going by me would not be literally looking to their side for the 
one millisecond that they drive yeah, by right, my driveway. driveway. That's so funny. I had the flip version of this where I would go on family bike rides with my mom and dad and sister, and I knew that my crush, Caitlin Marinin, lived Ooh. down the street. I did, first of all, I didn't want to be seen biking with my family, sure. but also I thought that if she happens to be looking out her window, I want to be going so fast <laughs> by her house. So, so I remember, oh God, this is like, oh my God. This was again like being 10 or 11 or something yeah. like that. I remember being on my bike and being like sort of at the top of the hill where we pass, where we come down and pass her house and pedaling as hard as I could and muttering to myself, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold oh, Schwarzenegger. Oh my God. <laughs> That's what girls want. And here's the thing. If she was looking out her window, she would just see a kid on a bike go. <laughs> like, yeah. With a helmet on. Wanting to be himself. seen in a certain way, but also ensuring that right. you, the, the likelihood of you being seen is almost nothing. And, and as you now know, if you're trying to impress a girl with your bike riding, don't do it so intensely. You got to do it with a little Riz. Yeah, know? yeah. Well, now we did. Am I pedaling? I don't care. Didn't have Riz back then? Riz is new. Yeah, Riz is new. Yeah, you, Riz put is, a, you put a little uh, Bluetooth speaker on, you're playing Old Town Road. <laughs> cool. A little slower. Driving circle. Around the driveway. <laughs> Mookie, I like going back to your karate story. The the funny thing about I mean, like having the mindset of like I want to show off my dedication is really funny, but also not doing moves that are like above you. So like you got like Ninja Turtles were huge. Not doing like huge big karate moves, just oh, no. like the small like yes, just like the like moves. the 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 disciplined stuff that you do before you get to the fun stuff. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. The like the fundamental, the really you know, like the yeah. granular when, form. When Pai, stuff. when Pai Mai is like first um, teaching the, uh, uh, the bride, and she's like, "Why do I have to keep do punching this thing over and over again?" And he's like, "When we're done, you'll see." Uh -huh, uh -huh. It was kind of like that, which of course I'm sure the people driving by in the cars would understand. Um, so none of us ever took a karate lesson, but you were a white belt. I, I took one karate lesson, yeah, and was not thrilled with it. My, my parents were like, if you, if you don't love it, we're not going to spend the money. Right. Mm. If you're not passionate about it. Mm. Uh, karate and jujitsu and all those always seem very, like, it always turned me off that uh, it was, like, people in bare feet and it was sweaty. Like, I feel like ah. karate gyms always seem like they would be stinky and musty to me. I always remember the wrestling room, like, if, if I was at, like, uh, at my school. It just feel like you go in there. I think we had to do like CPR class there. I'd be like, "Woof, what is going on in here all Dude, the time?" When it's I was just a, closed off mats on the wall, oh. it was like nowhere for the air to go. When I was a kid, my dad had like we went to whatever company he was working for had like a big company picnic, and one of the events at the picnic was like a karate demonstration, and it was just <laughs> like people being like, "Here's some karate moves, and we'll do." It. And I remember it was like them in bare feet, and there was some. It probably didn't even have anything to do with the karate. But there was this like stench of like must and trash that like I think as a kid I associated with like oh, the karate people's like sweat, sweaty bare feet. And for some reason I like like if I look in a karate studio in a window, I can it like the smell like recalls. Wow. From when I was like a child. The demonstration, are they breaking boards like Kenny Powers style? Or? Yeah, stuff like that and like, you know, just Not doing Powers, like uh, you know, like wrestling doing like little two person demonstrations where they like yeah. you know, whatever, you know, when they like flip and put somebody's head between their legs and mm -hmm. then they That's, tap the ground and I love when I, I'll see my line of like there's like guys holding boards at different levels and someone like runs up the wall and then like kicks them all before he lands. That's yeah. cool. But uh, the, the smell thing, when I took my one karate class, the instructor had bad breath. And I remember oh. when she would come around to like, you know, we'd get into like a fighting position or whatever. 
she would like come to move our like legs and hands, and I just remember being like, "That stuff is traumatizing." <laughs> I think it really is. There with bad breath. That's crazy. Hey, 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 hey! I've been caught with it a few times. I think you shouldn't. I think you should not have. It's unacceptable. Well, I feel like I'm known as a, I, mean, I think we've all had bad breath. We've all had a, you know, eaten no. some onions or had a dry mouth. But we you know, when there's a somebody who you're like, onion, that I, guy has bad breath. I, I, yeah, I'm, fine with even, I'm fine with onion breath or garlic breath, but I mean that, that when he says bad breath and like we know un, the taste, unbrushed. Yeah, brush your fucking teeth. Yeah. Get all the way to the back. Go. Guard all the listerine. But like, it's so rude. I feel when I smell it now, I think like, not like, oh, that poor person. I'm like, you fucking asshole. Wow. Don't subject me to this. Well, maybe they don't Wait. know. Fran Gillespie barfed, rolled out of a cab barfing because somebody's breath was bad one time. We'll have her on to tell the story. Jeez. I don't remember the specifics, but she was stuck in a car. Breath so bad. She she was hungover and oh. then she needed to barf. Oh. And when she oh. opened the door, she accidentally fell out of, <laughs> of the car. If you're hung if you're hungover and a and you have to deal with a bad smell, yeah. trigger yeah. some. When you're yeah. hungover, you can't have any variables of any sense. Yeah, it's got to be straight down the middle. You got to be locked away. When you're hungover, you got to have um, wake up. You have smoke a joint, ice cold Coca Cola, a little bit of spicy. Special. Okay, special Anthony food. Bourdain. Thank you. Ah, Mookie, the of the pod. Did you see Ma, that story about Meryl Streep on? Um, yep. On uh, Jonah Hill. I yeah. think that's a fake story. You think so? What it, what it was the story? I didn't catch it. Um, I hope the story didn't cross Jonah's boundaries. You know what? I, I, I probably shouldn't even tell it. Tell it. Tell it. Well, on the set of Don't Look Up, which is kind of a movie about climate change, mm. if you think about it. I never put if that together. you kind of get the metaphor. Um, oh, it. yeah, I guess <laughs> it is. Uh, I guess, uh, like, Jennifer Lawrence and Jonah Hill were calling Meryl Streep the goat the whole time. And she took it as, like, she was like, oh, I guess I'm the old goat. And they're like, no, it means greatest of all time. You're, like, the greatest living actress. Uh, and uh, she thought they were calling her a literal goat. He's like, well, that gives me an excuse Stupid to eat this tin can. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you bring up that story to say you think yeah, I think she's dumb? I think she's like one of the most unintelligent people. <laughs> when it comes to being stupid, she's the goat. <laughs> <laughs> she's a goat. <laughs> um, she's a goat. You ever watch? It's it's great when someone has the reputation of being really good. If you watch a Meryl Streep movie, it's insane. She's yeah. so good. Mm. Yep. And it's it doesn't even have to be like big swings. It's like you just believe her. I've complained to you guys about once I know a movie star, I've in, I have trouble believing them. Yeah. Uh, suspending my disbelief mm -hmm. and thinking they're the real character in the movie. Mm -hmm. Meryl. No such problem. No such problem. She just she's just exists. And fucking, what was something really good she did sort of recently? It was the Big Little Liars. Yes. Big Little Lies or something. Big Little yeah. Lies. Different tone for her. Her going out of her comfort zone still 100% struck me as authentic. So, like, steady. Yeah. There's something so, like, uh, she delivers lines with, like, uh, the way this house is so soundly put together. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and what's funny is good we were joking about her being dumb, but I, I think... It's the thing I think about a lot. Yes. I'm super smart, but I'm a bad actor. Mm -hmm. And then there are morons that are better. I would even say you're super smart. <laughs> <laughs> there are morons that are better at acting than me, and I got to give it up for them. Because they fool themselves into believing a fake reality. They're so dumb they can they're, trick they're, themselves. Yeah, like Aaron Paul can just be like, I am in the path. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know, like, it's just yeah. giving an interview. I, I don't even know what a camera is. I'm so dumb. <laughs> the path. Um, well, uh, isn't that... Uh, 
Jeff, you'll probably agree with me on this. When dumb actors are dumb most of the time, and when they're in a movie with a bad director, oh, they're they're bad because they let the the bad directors let the dummies make their own choices. Right. But and good directors are like, P. hey, P. dummy, you have to do this. P.T. Anderson, Mark Wahlberg, <laughs> Mark Wahlberg, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yes. Smart director. Oh, he could, he smart can, director. They, dumb actor. Yes. Probably the best. Working they're they're in good at acting, but they're not smart about making choices. And so you have to have a director. And when I mean, we've talked about too many examples, but like directors, maybe more modern directors that are a little sort of like. I am more concerned about like the actors doing interviews and going, this director was such a joy to work with and he let us play and do whatever we wanted. And then you watch the movie and you're like, tell those dummies not to make that stupid fucking choice. <laughs> tell that idiot not to scream. Speaking of uh, uh, P.T. Anderson. Uh, P.T. Anderson. P.T. Anderson. Daniel Day-Lewis is also the street thing where you're just like, ooh, I don't recognize this guy at all. From, mm. Right. Transformative. I've told you yeah. guys that I, I attended a, oh, yeah. a, a DGA screening of uh, Lincoln. Mm. And somebody... Jeff right now is like, DGA? Well, well, well. <laughs> DGA? DGA, not DJ, Jeff. DJ. DJ. But he is in the DJ because he's a director. I know, but he's probably thinking... So every time he pays his union dues, he thinks that? If he hears something if that I hear sounds it, like it. DJ, uh -huh. but this was DGA. He so he's runs probably, for his He probably made tables. that pencil leap. He's Tim, you were telling things. a story. I, I was at the Bruin Theater in uh, Westwood. Go UCLA. Steven Spielberg's on stage with uh, 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 Daniel Day-Lewis. Right Someone on. asked a question to Daniel Day-Lewis. You're this amazing actor. You've played all these iconic roles. But now this was, you're playing a real person. How was that different for you playing an actual uh, a person? And, and also it's this weird thing with Lincoln because we, everyone knows him, but we don't really know. We know him from the five. Uh, the five freeway? No, the dollar. We know him from the five. We know him from the <laughs> and one. And the penny, cent. of course. Yeah. But, but, uh, and there, we, we've seen, isn't there a viral video of like um, an amalgamation of what Lincoln actually sounded like? And he, he sounded, he sounded more delicate. Like it was like, yeah, like he's how, really tall, yeah. but he had like a funny voice. But he's not like four <laughs> score and. I'm mixing up with the uh, Neanderthal right? man who was like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> that's, <laughs> we, <laughs> that's the, the news thing. Where like, like we've we've recreated the 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 larynx of the Cro-Magnon man. Four or score and set. Yeah. This is what he might have sounded like. <laughs> Here's what he was sounded like if spooked by a TV camera. Yeah. <laughs> and at that point, if you're a Neanderthal, four score and seven years ago was not even that long ago in terms of <laughs> to time put it in context at, at, at that at the Mesozoic yeah, era. Yeah. Because they know they're prehistoric and there's so much time yeah, to go. I'm fairly early on. Well, somebody asked Daniel Day-Lewis what it's like to play a real person but who's not a, around anymore so you can't watch tape mm. and you don't, you, don't, you don't have anything to emulate. And Daniel Day-Lewis gave the greatest response ever. He was like, well, of course, uh, Abraham Lincoln did live on this earth and uh, and I'm here and so and he still exists here in the ether so it's not like he's gone all I have to do is cast out lines into the ether and receive back he's out there and I'm getting it back and all so when I'm talking it's not me it's it is him and it's coming through me and you could feel like 200 people at this movie theater be like and it was great because he said this whole thing and then as he finished he goes now what I've just told you is all illusion, but it's the illusion I told myself.
Mm. He's like, that's what I need to so get that's into what he, So he's on, he's, he knows that's fake. Mm. But when he's on set, he's just like... That's great. So he's basically saying, I'm smart and dumb at the same time. Yeah. Exactly. He's like, I, I choose to be dumb at the times that I need to be dumb. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Now, uh, going back to Blood, Sweat, and Beers, the uh, documentary. Where oh, it's a movie about the Sloppy Boys now, directed the, by Robert that is, that's That is some acting great going acting. on in there. Great acting. You have to it's act. a documentary, so it's not really acting. Ah, mm. but where does the line? We knew cameras were in the room. Mm. Mm. No, the line is that we weren't acting. Yes, it. <laughs> but you yes, the line is as soon as you have to say lines. Uh, uh, the uh, the uh, Heisenberg uh, principle. Wait, which one's the one? No, Schrodinger's cat. You can't That's portray right. something without. You can't observe something without changing it. Yes. Schrodinger's cat is you put a cat <laughs> in a box with gunpowder. Wait, which one's the one? Which one's the one you're talking about? The one where you observe. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> who who is to be observed? You can't you can't Arkham. observe Is that Heisenberg? Sloppy Boys. You can't Blood observe Sloppy. a jungle cat without changing its environment. Oh. Because you it knows you're there. Simply by the fact you can't bring the fox across the river because it'll eat the chicken. So you gotta bring the That's grain. Right. Well the Schroden <laughs> yeah. Schrodinger's what's his name? Schrodinger's. That's when like the cat is alive and a dead cat's at the same box time. and he's dead or he's but alive. Until you the, open the, the box, you don't know if he's but, alive but or dead. But doesn't that not does that not depend upon the observation? Oh yes. my God, he's See, that's so what smart. I'm getting. That's <laughs> the, the, a good the questions we're answering here in the film. <laughs> yes, hopefully by the end of the film, those questions are all answered. <laughs> and more. <laughs> but, but for real, do you, do you think that our dynamic changed due to it being filmed? Because I don't. I, think I don't think so, really. I think it's a very pure depiction, I, Robert. I, I, yeah. I knew there were times where I was like, ooh, camera's here. I'll just goof around for it a little bit. I, I feel like uh, th- that... I mean, it's made me think ever since we shot this movie, when I watch reality TV, I really think about like, yeah, they're under lights and there's cameras around them. It's really hard to just be yourself. Mm. But I think that we had a task to do. Yeah. If I were just right, like, we were more, uh, so, so like I was, if I were just, just supposed to hang out with you guys or like have a fight with mm-hmm, you guys, mm-hmm. it would be hard for me to tune out the cameras. But when I'm talking to Gabe, the engineer about my guitar tone. Having it, having a task is perfect to distract the conscious mind. Yeah. You know Ooh. what I mean? You're, you're kind of like giving a vessel. So that way you can be observed. Yes. Your unconscious is doing all the work. Yeah. Know? It's good. I guess Great there job, really Robert. is no way to There's no wrong way to eat a Reese's. setting. Yeah. Reese's yeah. not sorry. Yeah. Uh-huh. Sorry, not Reese's sorry. Reese's not sorry? Isn't that it? Isn't that the tagline? Reese's not sorry? There's no wrong way to eat a Reese's. It's really good. No, the new new Will Will Arnett ones are like, Reese's not sorry. It's like going off sorry, not sorry, but. Reese's not sorry. Bet nobody better lay a finger on my Reese's. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody better lay a finger on Bart's Reese's pizza. There's no wrong way to eat a Reese's. What was the the Butterfinger thing with Bart? It was like, (laughs) hey, friends. Wait, for Butterfinger? It was like, uh, yeah, it was oh, like... Uh, it's neato. Yeah, it's neato. <laughs> like, the, the first Simpsons Butterfinger commercials ends with like, yeah, it's neato. <laughs> it is neato. That was, a neato. Swear, that was a swear word back then. Neato? neato? Yeah. Damn. Back in, <laughs> back in 1995. You your room saying neato. Well, folks, we hope you thought this episode was neato. Mm. Neo. <sighs> Do it again. Well, folks, I hope you thought this episode was Neo. And we'll, <laughs> we, hey, we'd like to thank Mookie, our guest. Thank you, guys. We'd like to thank Robert, Robert Olguin. Like, we're like Mookie. Uh, he, I mean, he's running around. I don't know if he's going to pop his face Robert, in here. Can but you jump in and say hi? You just directed say hi. He's not on mic. He's not on mic. Just give a...
Yeah, he's in. Oh, come on. Yeah. Alfred Hitchcock over here. <laughs> Robert Hitchcock. Oh, yeah, he wants us to call Robert Hitchcock now. <laughs> After that display. Yeah, yeah his directing style for the birds. of unprofessionalism. <clears throat> Alfred Hitchcock, a goat in his own right. <laughs> Quite true. He's a director in his own right. Go, 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 right. Yeah, kind of the greatest of all time of whatever he did. There's that story of him, I forget who told it, but he had like a meal with somebody, they ate it all, and he's like, let's do it again. <laughs> started over with salads, steaks, dessert, did round two of a whole meal. Ugh. In that sense of eating, he is a goat, because goats uh, in cartoons eat a lot of stuff, trash. Cans. Sure, tin cans. cans. Tin cans, I mentioned You don't earlier. see Brett Ratner doing that. Mm. If he did, he'd be <laughs> Brett Fatner. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do it for us, folks. Thanks for Bye, uh, folks. thanks for coming out, and thanks for everyone who's coming to the show tonight and the uh, screening. We love you. Yeah.